Welcome, my friends. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. It is Thursday, March 2nd. We are here live. It is a free-for-all today, and I'll tell you what, I don't have a whole lot. I've got a couple things I'll open with. All I'm really doing is waiting for some phone calls, so line them up. If you don't, I might start my weekend early. So phones are open. Jump in and join me, 855 950 3835. We are getting ready to hit the road. So uh, I could use all the time I can get, but I'll wait for some calls. Jump in 855-950-3835. A couple things I do want to talk about. This is uh, no big deal, but I just happened to see an announcement that one of the bypass services for the scales where you use the transponders. They teamed up where you get some deal on legal services. I I didn't even realize this was still being pushed in the industry. I haven't seen that in quite some time. Uh, When I was doing a lot of accounting, um, these legal service companies would hound me constantly. They wanted me to sign up and I'd make so much money for everybody we sold these legal services to. They were very, very aggressive marketers. I never understood this concept whatsoever. This idea of paying for a service ahead of time, month after month after month, not knowing if I'll ever really need that service or not. And if I don't use it, I just lose the money. What what is the point? What's the logic behind doing this? The only service that really works like this is insurance. And we should only be using insurance for things that are so big, we wouldn't be able to handle them ourselves. That's when we should be willing to risk some money ahead of time, risk small amounts of money ahead of time in order to protect ourselves from very large amounts of money later on. For example, you have insurance on your vehicle. Most of us do, if most people do anyway, you have to have at least liability. That's not what I'm talking about. Comprehensive coverage You're required to have it if you have a loan on the vehicle. If you don't have a loan on the vehicle, you could choose whether to have it or not. The idea being cars are really expensive. If your car burns down, somebody steals it, it's in an accident and completely totaled, that's a lot of money to have to take out of your pocket. So we have insurance to cover that. But we don't use insurance to cover replacing our brakes when they wear out. All of those kinds of programs, and they exist out there, they're, they're a really bad idea. That you, you will always lose money on these kinds of deals. So same with our home. I mean, those are big expenses. We screwed up health insurance with this same concept. We should have very, very high deductibles on our health insurance, at least $5,000. I've always carried 10000 up until the time I just ditched health insurance completely and went to a MedShare program. But when I did, I had $10,000 deductibles. When we try to use insurance-like arrangements to handle these tiny expenses, it just doesn't make sense. 
And this, I've, I've always wondered why anybody would sign up for one of these prepaid legal services. Uh, if anybody out there has one and they feel like it's actually been a good idea and saved them money, I, I'd love to hear about it. Why not just wait until you get a ticket or a violation if you do? I mean, I had so few tickets or violations in my time, and the ones that I had were legitimate. I'm not going to go fight a ticket if I was truly speeding and got a ticket. Just pay the damn ticket. So I, I first, I just didn't see the need. How how bad of a driver are you that you think you're going to get this many violations that you should be paying for them ahead of time? Why not wait until you get a violation and then just go look for an attorney when you need one? I don't, I've never really understood the concept of these, but they were aggressively marketed um, for several years. And then I didn't really see them much anymore. Um, but it maybe they're making a comeback now. I'm not sure. Um, let me check. I want to see if we have any calls. I think we've got some coming in. Um, something else, I, not, a, not a big deal yet, but it always catches my attention when I see these things in the news because for the last three years, there's been lots of stories like this. So this all kind of started with the initial COVID lockdowns and then we were getting a lot of uh, COVID breakouts in the meat packing plants. Then they started talking about shortages. And then we had the whole pig farms that flooded in the Southeast. Then we went on to the chickens. Now we have avian flu and we've got, we're losing chickens and then chickens stopped laying eggs. These are the most nutritious food sources we have, animal products, and they seem to be under threat. And there seems to be new threats constantly. And I just saw another one yesterday. There seems to be some sort of tick-borne disease that's spreading around the U.S. and killing cattle. If you don't have a pretty good stock of food, I would get one. Uh, I'll even tell you where one of the now, I, I've always said the best thing you can do is go get a pressure canner, learn how to can your own meat, start canning meat, get yourself about a year or two ahead because home canned meat will easily last for two years. I've, I still have stuff that I canned probably five years ago, still good. That's, that to me is the best way you control the quality of the meat, you, you control the ingredients that go in. Um, but if you want the easy, quick way and food that's shelf-stable for 25 years, um, there's a company called Cave Creek, and they make beef, pork, chicken, turkey. Um, I think they have ground beef, it, all canned in a way that, and it's just meat and salt is all that goes into there. Now, it's going to be, you know, factory farm meat. Uh, I'm not too worried about that, but I keep several cases of that stuff around. That's really long-term. I It's just, uh, I'm a little worried about our food supply. There's been a lot of signs recently that uh, things aren't all that stable with our food. Let's, uh, let's get to some phone calls. Let's go to Ohio to get started today. Roger, welcome to the program. Hello? Yes, what's on your mind today? Okay, can you hear me? I can. 
Okay, sorry, glitched for a second. Okay, uh, my wife has been uh, diagnosed with gallstones. Uh, they say there's one kind of stuck in the neck, whatever that is, of the gallbladder. It is a, uh, they're saying it's not inflamed, but it, it's distended. She's got a lot of discomfort in her in her abdomen. And uh, so the only option they're giving is uh, bladder removal. That's the only option they know. They, they don't know how to yes, do anything um, other than cut people and poison them with drugs. Before we go any further, tell me about her diet. Okay. I uh, grew up on a dairy farm, so like the first 20-some years, you know, drank whole milk right out of the tank. Um, uh, basic uh, farm diet. A lot of stuff uh, grown and raised on the farm. The last, she's in her mid-50s now. Uh, the last 15 years, uh, she's done the uh, pescatarian, which is, you know, kind of Mediterranean with fish. Uh, very seldom eats meat. Um, but on the last, say, since last fall, uh, coming into the holidays, she kind of really, first time ever, uh, kind of went back and ate, you know, she probably ate more meat in the last four months than she has in the last, six years what about or grain? 10 years what about grains she does eat some grains breads she does eat breads some breads yeah, that, um that, we that, don't do much store-bought stuff the last couple of years uh she's really she's been canning like crazy so she's got, uh, she's and, got a good and our garden is, she's got a good start i'll tell you why mm -hmm. even though eating a pescatarian diet with mostly whole foods, she still had problems. She still has grains in her diet. Any amount of grains is is so destructive to our health that I just tell people at some point, if you can't get the grains and the seed oils out of your diet, there's no point working with us. It, they are that destructive to our health. Those two things, the corn oil, canola oil, cotton seed oil, we could go on and on and on, all these seed oils that are used, they've got to go. Um, and the grains have to go. And she was eating right. a, a very low-fat diet. Uh, unless you're loading um, up with salmon and tuna, all the rest does, of the seafood is... What's that? She does eat a lot of salmon and tuna. Okay, that um, helps. And um, mostly olive oils. There's no industrial corn oils or anything in our house. We don't go to Kroger's or anything like that hardly at all. Most all of our food is whole foods, that come from either our garden or from farmer's markets. Okay. One thing I can tell you, I've, I've really never found many cases of gallstones without a low-fat diet. If our gallbladder is being used every day because we eat plenty of fat in our diet, that's what activates our gallbladder to work. So when they say there's a stone right. in the neck, the neck is kind of like the fuel injector. So the gallbladder squeezes right. and it squeezes bile out through that neck and if, if that is happening every day the way it's supposed to, you can't build up those stones. But when the gallbladder isn't being used because there's just not enough fat in the diet, then that's when that, that bile just sits there and starts to crystallize and we get these stones. So it, it people, we've been so brainwashed into this whole fat thing that even people who think they're not eating a low-fat diet really are. We don't realize how much good fat should be in the human diet. 
So there are protocols. I mean, if she's willing to work with a practitioner, there are protocols to dissolve the stones. If it's not inflamed, if, if, if the doctor isn't saying this is an emergency, it's infected, we've got to get this thing out, then it, in my opinion, it's worth it to work with a practitioner, get work on a protocol to get rid of them. But I would also be adding, and here's where the good fats come in. When you say she started eating more meat, that's what we've got to do. It's really hard to get enough fat without eating beef and pork and whole chickens where we're eating the skin and the dark meat and every bit of, that's where we're going to get our good fats. Okay. I don't think she's going to go to a keto diet or eat a lot of, of, uh, of meats. Um, so then she needs load to up more on really the, load up bam. on the olive oil, <laughs> the salmon, the tuna, coconut oils, you know, butter, all the other good fats. Yeah. Then, Yeah. We buy, we buy olive oil by the big tins. We don't buy like a small bottle at a time, Good. you know? Good. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, how about, um, how about butter? Yeah, that's kind of where we're at. Pardon? How, about, how, how does she feel about butter? She uses it. No problems. Good. No problems Wait. eating using butter in her Wait. When I, when I was If you were making fish, it should be swimming in butter. I don't think she does a lot on that. I would. Uh, on then, fish. Yeah, she, she, uh, anywhere she can get it in her diet. But if you're going to cook fish, it's such a low-fat food. Why not? cook it in butter. It tastes a lot better. So yeah, just, right. she's got to get those fats in. I mean, it, like I said, I yeah, very, water, elder, very el, ever just seldom see this in somebody who's eating the, the proper amounts of fat in their diet. Okay. The, well, the, what her, you know, the what other her thing symptoms are is, uh, she should No, I, I know what all the symptoms are of gallstones. It, it, they're all the same. It's, so yeah. she's got them. We verified she, she has them. We don't even really need to go through symptoms. They've done the scan. We know they're there. So now I'm telling you how to get rid of them. We know they're there. Here's how we're going to get rid of them. Uh, so she's got to focus on the good fats. She also should be looking at lists of low oxalate foods and really, and, and We've also got to get good mineral balance. So several things occur here to cause this, but they're all based on the standard American diet. The grains, the reason we have to get rid of them, they're destructive to our digestive system, but those grains also all have uh, phytates and lectins and oxalates that bind to minerals and carry them out of our body. We already have a hard enough time getting good minerals because our soil has been depleted. And now on top of that, the grains in our diet bind to those minerals so our body can't access them. And so two things occur. One, the gallbladder is not working enough. And two, we have a mineral imbalance which allows the oxalate stones to start forming. If we had the proper mineral mm -hmm. balance, the minerals would be going into the bones and everywhere else where we need them, and they wouldn't be forming stones. Well, what what uh, I've been we've been told too is that you know there's there's more than one composition of the of the stone. It could be cholesterol or it could be mineral. It's not or calcium. It's not cholesterol. It's calcium oxalate. Okay. Okay. Now the doctor was, he was kind of puzzled because she wasn't presenting with uh, symptoms she thought, he thought, you know, she should be having. She's got pain, she'll get, 
she can feel like somebody punched her in the back. Um, and then she's got this distended stomach. Those sound uh, about it. Kind of I, I'm not sure why the doctor's surprised. Those are the kind of Well, yeah, there's, there's no jaundice. No, yeah, no jaundice, no yellowing, anything like that. That oh, oh, is wait, one wait, of the things wait, he... Hold on. Hold on. The, okay. gall, the gallbladder itself has nothing to do whatsoever with jaundice symptoms. I, I don't know if he explains okay. things wrong. Jaundice is caused by a poorly functioning liver, not gallbladder. The liver and the gallbladder work together for bile, uh, but the gallbladder correct. has... Right, but that that's bile. I mean, did, does she have really poor liver numbers? Did they run liver test? Did they run a panel? She must have... No, as far as everything they they did, the, everything, and I think they did uh, a panel on that, on, on blood and everything, that uh, all of those things looked good. Then I, I don't know why the doctor uh, would expect to see jaundice symptoms in somebody who has a gallbladder issue and good liver numbers. Right, right. I do not know either. Uh, but but anyway, it's it's just kind of, she, she wants to just go ahead and get it done because she's heard, talked to enough, enough other people that, you know, that it's no problem, you know, you'll get back to normal, no problem. No, you but won't. But that's not true, no, you, you know. It's with absolutely no. not true. No, that's a lie. Nobody I've ever, well, I shouldn't say that. Occasionally we get people who say they've had their gallbladder out and they don't really have digestive problems. But then the more we work with them, the more we find out they do. People don't understand that we shouldn't be walking around feeling our digestive system all day long. We shouldn't have pain after we eat. We shouldn't be belching. We shouldn't feel bloated. We shouldn't be bouncing back and forth from constipation to diarrhea. But that's become common for people and they think they have normal digestion. And we start finding out that we, right. we really start asking them about their symptoms and they have horrible digestion. They're just so used to it, they think it's normal. Right. Yeah, all I can understand that they just think, well, that's my normal. It, and yeah, it's, it's not normal, though. We, not good. I, the, no. the best thing <laughs> I can say about my digestive system after I finally fixed it was, I don't know that I have a digestive system. It, it's just there. It just works. Right. There, there's, there's, no light yet. there's no pain. There's no discomfort. There's no weird symptoms. I don't have to run to the bathroom. It, it very regular. It just, it's just there and it works. And it, it's kind of like my heart. I don't know that my heart's there doing its job. I don't know that my liver's functioning properly. It, I don't feel it. Why do we think it's okay to feel our digestive system being uncomfortable all day? Right. Right. Yeah, the, she thinks her gallbladder is working properly because her one thing they asked her about well, was no, her stool, not. and she was there. Every, it, normal, it, it's normal. It, it's not functioning so properly. She, you wouldn't have stones. Yeah, but something is. But her stool, when she looks at it in the toilet, it looks fine. It, it, it looks normal shape, taller, everything. Okay, I really, but, but Roger. Saying that, Roger, oh, Roger. Here, here's here's what it ahead. really, really comes down to. We can argue this stuff back mm -hmm. and forth all day long. What it really comes down to is mm -hmm. if, if anybody is okay with the results they're getting from the medical system. If she's okay with her doctor saying, you have stones, this is the only thing to do, and, and she doesn't want to give up the grains and she would just rather have the organ removed, then that's what she should do. 
No, she 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 would no problem giving up. She limits her grains. I'll, I'll say that she does limit it, but not one hundred percent. In my opinion, we've come down to two to to one decision when it comes to our health. We're either going to stick with the standard medical doctors and their advice, or we're not. We're going to go take control of our own health. There really is no in between. Once that gallbladder comes out, now she's going to have to fight the rest of her life to keep her digestion normal, which also means she won't be getting proper nutrition. If we can't digest our food properly, we can't get proper nutrition. I I live with somebody who lost their gallbladder a long time ago. I I see this every day, and that's with me here guiding it, trying to improve it. We can't can't replace the, the function of these organs. We, we, we do the best we can, but once they're gone, they're gone. We can never get that function back. That's what we have discussed. Both we of we us, have you know. no spare yeah. parts in our body. There are no parts in our body that, that we should be living without. Every one of them have right. a function. And when we lose a part, we lose that function. So if that gallstone is blocking right now, uh, what is there a, like kidney stones and uh, ultrasonic? Uh, what what's a way to to dissolve that gallstone? Is there a way the, to the protocol? That's open that's that the, 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 the protocol. Okay, and, and I don't this. Okay. There, there are some protocols we do not publish and just say here go try this. You know, we put out a ton of protocols to help people on their own. We publish it. Here's where here's how you do it. Here it is step by step. If somebody's had problems with stomach acids, they've been on PPIs for years, we give them every step. Here, just go do it. It works. If they need Mm. to fix their Mm -hmm. fat digestion, we have a protocol. We just give it to people. Here, here it works. We have some that they're, they're not that straightforward. They require trying something and monitoring what's going on and then adjusting and then monitoring and adjusting. And they, if you do them improperly, they're not dangerous per se, but they can cause people a lot of discomfort. Um, I've, you may have heard me say we don't put out detox protocols because of that. I've seen a lot of people go through a lot of discomfort because they do detox wrong. Now, I, I'm, I am working, I'm not yet. When I finish the projects that I've been struggling to get out the door this last year, then one of my next projects will be a detox. I, I, all we hear about anymore, all these chemicals, train derailments, chemicals everywhere. Uh, we need, we need to be able to detox on a regular basis. And I'm, I'm going to work on a mild, you know, constant detox that maybe you're doing, you know, two or three times a month just to keep detox. But it, it's got to be that, you know, we can just do it. And nobody's going to, you know, really be uncomfortable with it. So that that's our, our gallstone and kidney stone protocol. It, we don't just put it out there and say, here, try this. Okay, so I can find some things on um, on Let's Truck and Destination Health. Uh, well, what you, um, what you would do is start, start with the, No, I'm saying we don't publish that. That's what I'm saying. We don't. You're not going to find it there. In, in order to get that protocol, it's, it's with the discovery call and a one-on-one. Got it. Okay, got it. Okay, I can go to the website and do that then. Yeah. Uh, see if she would like to do that. Um, okay, sounds good. I appreciate all your time. I've listened to you a long time and and uh, 
uh, on a lot of things. Uh, I like the format now better after you're getting all the technical glitches out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're, <laughs> you know. we're, getting, we're getting close. I, I've been told that I might. I'm in the middle of a. I'm, Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, listening in the middle of a, listening in the middle of a, of somebody's answer and then it clicks over to another program or something every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. I'm being told I might, I might have my broadcast app by the end of this month. So I'm kind of excited about that. Great. Great. Well, yeah, I can talk to you about a lot of things, especially like the detox thing with what's in our water everywhere, just from uh, pharmaceutical residues that everybody pees out and, it's just, it's, it's just terrible. Nobody realizes, I don't think, how bad it really is. Well, the other um, thing they, they don't think about, um, 80% of, I, don't, I think it's 80% of all the, farm, all the antibiotics produced in the world, if I remember right, because we don't really produce antibiotics anymore. China does. But 80% of the antibiotics right. are used on farm animals. And then farm animals right. and, I used and, and all that, yeah, and all that waste from those animals is going back into our soil and our ground and our groundwater. Yeah, I farmed. I farmed. Did the regular chemicals, uh, raised uh, turkeys, hogs, uh, all, all. You know, I will say, uh, you know, hundreds or thousands at a time. You know, we had the big poultry barns. We had, oh, yeah, uh, large barns, putting in bucket calves. You know, uh, yeah. little bull calves, and first thing they would do is. We would doctor the heck out of them. Why are we doing that? Well, it's preventative. And <laughs> right. it was like, well, they they look healthy, right. and you know, and it was because of the way they were being handled and everything. I mean, it was just amazing, and uh, uh, I wouldn't go back to that for anything. Well, uh, and and um, just like us, we eat food that isn't human food. It's not part of our diet, grains included. That is not human food. We eat that, and then right. we're so sick, we need a bunch of pharmaceuticals to keep us from not being sick. We do the same thing to our farm animals. Cows eat one thing, oh, one thing. That's it. it. That is the only food in their natural diet is grass, nothing else. Yeah. So when we feed them anything yeah. other than grass, then we have to give them a bunch of pharmaceuticals to keep them alive. Right. I, I tell you real quick, I, I was doing on-farm energy audits uh, for some, some programs uh, five years ago or so. I did it for a couple of years. Um, and uh, I would go mainly dairies, and I would go to large dairies that had anywhere from 1,500 to 2,500 dairy cows on it, all housed under roof, always on concrete or rubber mats. Yeah. Uh, they were – and then I would go to a farm in West Virginia – that was all like organic valley, something right. like that. Their, right. their milk went to that. And, you know, we would look down and look down over the, you know, over the hill and there would be these cows just grazing, all grass fed, all everything. And you couldn't believe how much easier those cows, you could just watch them walk yep. and see how much easier they walked well, and everything. I, I, it was amazing. Know, I, I, I do, you know, I, I don't praise California for much of anything, but I, I do like the fact that when California came up with the whole happy cow slogan, I, I kind of like that. I want to see happy right. cows. I, I want to yeah. see cows out yeah. in the field wandering around in the sunshine the way yeah. they're supposed to. Yeah, but the only cool thing I saw on one of these big, large farms was I uh, was on a couple of them where they had methane digesters. So all the manure, and they were recycling all the water, all the wastewater. And uh, the one system I went into, so they had methane digesters, and they uh, were producing all the electricity that the farm needed, plus more, that, uh, that was going back out to the grid. And then they would uh, dry the manure. They would bed the cows with that dried manure, which was had gone through a heat for the for the methane, 
And so the cows were, were basically sleeping on sterile bedding. The other cool part, all that water was used to flush manure. And then at the end of the RO system, he goes, you want to drink out of this hose? And I go, yeah. Why, you know, he goes, an hour ago, that was in that lagoon. Yeah, look, you know, I, I know they, yeah, they, they've gotten really efficient <laughs> with a lot of this stuff, but let's stop and think about <laughs> something for a second. All those processes you just talked about. We have to go, we have to take mm-hmm. the manure and go do this with it. We have to take this manure and go dry it. We have to, yeah. that, isn't that what the right. land does for us if we just set everything up properly? I don't agree with that, but they were in an arid area, semi-arid area where they were recycling all the water and everything. And that was, a, that was a good part of it, you know, uh, of that. But yet the cow's health, when you looked at where, you know, they, the maternity ward where they would birth and things, it was just... A couple of them were doing a good job, but most of them, it was not natural at all. No, it wasn't. We, we, I agree with you. The health of the animal is secondary to a certain extent. You know, the, we, the cow was maybe three years, and otherwise on, a, on an organic farm, they were seven or eight, yeah, maybe more. The, we, we forget, we, we hardly ever talk about why the center of the United States was, we have to use the word was, so fertile. Why was that the breadbasket for the whole world? We forgot about the millions and millions of bison that lived in that area on their own, totally on nature. Nature handled that just fine and created yards of topsoil. And then we destroyed right. it all. Right. And I'm trying to think, and now I've drawn a blank of that. I just listened to the book about the, the guy in North Dakota, Brown's. Uh, Gabe Brown. Brown Ranch. Dirt, dirt to soil. Yeah, yeah. I just looked right. to that about a month ago. Oh, yeah, dirt to soil. Yes, I just. Yeah. 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 And that's the way my dad would farm. You know, my dad didn't want to move up to anything, you know. He'd get mad every time a new confinement building would go up for for livestock, you know. Well, but uh, anyway, it, all right. It, again, you know, we, we we tend to forget that it, you know, and and some of us are just too young. The farther we get away from this, but prior to World War II, nobody would have ever used the word organic for anything because everything was organic. It, there was no distinction exactly. prior to World War II. Nobody said my my exactly. my animals or my vegetables are organic. We wouldn't have even known what that word meant. Right. You know, it, it all comes down to population as that, you know, at the turn of the last century, you know, 19, early 1900s, um, the majority, you know, look at the percentage of people that lived on their own farms and raised their own stuff versus today. You know, I went from 40 or 50 percent of the United States grew or raised or lived on a agriculture related right. to down less than 2%. Right. So how are you going to feed those people? Well, you got to do it artificial. Sorry. That's, no, that's you correct. Know, and that, that's, that, that's what happened. That was, what happened. that was the plan. Once they figured out that all of these chemicals that we created as weapons for World War II, we had this stockpile of oh, hell, chemical weapons they had to find a use. Once they started using yeah, it, they figured out, hey, this is cheap. We, we can produce yeah. food fast and cheap, and and that's what took over. And then all these little, you, you've watched it, the family farms slowly being turned into big corporate farms. And now mm-hmm. we, we, you know, put on your tinfoil hat, but I don't think it's a good idea to have our food supply controlled by all these big corporations. It's not because I worked, I was a plant manager at a couple of different food processing and packaging plants. 
nothing was ever added or anything for the, the health of the individual. Right. It was always, it was for marketing, it was for shipping, it was for storage. That's all. That's, that's all it was. Yep. It was never for the health of the end consumer. Or, you right. know, ever. Or the ever. animal or, or yeah. the farmer or right. It, it, the system was set up like, you know, I, I have to say that unfortunately capitalism, the way we are, are currently doing it is failing us. It, and it's because it's crony capitalism, but I, I have to take a step back and say, um, capitalism certainly works. There's no doubt about it. I've been a dyed in the wool capitalist most of my life, but we really, really messed it up in this country. We've got to figure out a way to fix it. And, and it doesn't mean you throw capitalism away and go move towards socialism no. or anything else. It means we have to take a step back and say, this worked for a very, very long time. Where did we go wrong? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know how you feed a lot of people with something that's, that's no. uh, I guess the packaging, the big, big hey. food businesses, hey. got to be there to a certain extent because that is buffer between supply and the end use. Hey, hey, Roger. You know, I guess, I don't know. Now, they, they, yeah. they again, they, they have waged a campaign on us for decades that this is the only way to produce enough food, and it is total bullshit. Go read some of Joel Salatin's books and look at the amount right. of food he produces on a hundred acres. And if you just had, if we just bet, went back to local and regional farms of that size, not only would we pr be producing food so much healthier and better for us, better for the animal, better for the planet, we wouldn't be shipping it all over the country. It would just stay local. We, we would be getting, you know, all of our animal products from within, you know, maybe a couple hundred miles of where we live at or less. Right. Right. Yes, exactly. And that's that's just like I believe on solar energy, dist distributed energy, make it where you need it right. and where you use it. Exactly. Kind of the same thing, you know. And uh, but, yeah, it's going to take a long time to get there, sadly, it, it, sadly, I, you know, on that. I would be okay with a long time. My fear is we'll never get there at all. Uh, sadly, that's probably more true that, than not. That, that's what I worry about. If it was just a matter of, look, we have a plan. We know how to turn this around, but it's going to take us two more generations. Hell, I'm okay with that. Let, let's start doing it then. Yeah. But I, I'm afraid that we'll never even mm -hmm. start. I, I Sadly, you're right, because I, I witnessed firsthand, I was sitting someplace the other day and and uh, two people were talking about their ailments and they were needing, their doctor said they were needing, you know, their cholesterol is <laughs> too high and they needed uh, all this kind of stuff. And, and, the, and the girl, she was in her 30s, overweight, yep. you know, Wait. two of them, two or three of them said, no, we're all probably almost bumping, you know, 180, 200 and five foot nothing. And they were saying, well, my doctor said this and this. And, she, and I mentioned, you know, well, you know, what's your diet kind of thing, just to oh, right. play devil's advocate. Yes. I just wanted to give. I just wanted to give me a pill so I feel better. That's it. That, that and that was her comment. Yep, that's it. And, and uh, you my, know, you know, it used to be that I think people were starting to think that way, or they'd been brainwashed that way. Now people are just fine saying it out loud. No, just give me the pill. I'll mm -hmm. yeah. Just give me the surgery. I don't want to do the work. Yeah. 
All right. Hey, yeah. Roger. Well, great, going great, back to great. I, I appreciate all your time. Thank you. I know we couldn't have done that on XM. So oh, I you, appreciate you, it. <laughs> you're welcome. I love the fact that we're not rushed anymore. I can take as much time on a call as I want. Speaking of calls, though, they're they're really quiet today. I've got uh, one more on the line. I'll take right now. Um, if some come in, we'll keep going. If not, I'll uh, I'll call it an early weekend because tomorrow is a recorded show. By the way. Uh, it's kind of part two of what you heard last Friday. Let's go to Texas. William, welcome to the program. Well, good morning. How are you, Kevin? Good. What's on your mind today? Yeah, it's been a while since I chatted with you. Uh, this prepaid legal thing. Um, I'm going to call it situation dependent, and I got a reason behind that. Um, at one time, you know, I drove over the road for. Uh, 32 years, um, and passing through certain states that prey on drivers like California, Oregon, uh, Colorado anymore, um, the prepaid legal at that point may, you may break even on it, you may not for the cost. Um, in my current situation, being I no longer drive over the road, I got rid of the plan because I really don't need it. I, uh, I will hire an attorney How- as needed. How many years but, did you have over that? the heat? I had that for five years. How often did you use and it? And it was $40 a month, uh, five times. Now, all, all but one of those citations was fictitious. So what, what, I got I got I, I, I guess I'd have to wonder cause, I, and I want to hear from people on the road today, you know, is this, uh, I don't know. I can't remember hardly anybody that would get that many violations that weren't real. You were being targeted that right. often now, with, with fictitious violations. Back back about fifteen years ago, uh, I got. I'll use the example. I got stopped in San Antonio, Texas, when the op- when I had a car pass me doing probably twenty over the speed limit. I get stopped and written a ticket for four over the speed limit, and of course the prepaid legal. That the lawyer took it to court, and we managed to actually prove through a video that I wasn't at fault. Uh, it happened twice in California. Um, same deal. I had a I had an officer trying to say that on the level I was running uh, 72 miles an hour in a 55 when I had a truck that was governed for 62. Um, that happened twice. Same company. Um, and then now I did get one in Virginia. Now that one was my fault. I let the truck roll downhill a little fast. However, the lawyer took it to court and I offered to pay the fine to get the charge reduced, in which they just reduced it to a a fire extinguisher that was inoperative. Uh, but like I said, that was back then. Um, these days, I could not justify it at all these days myself because of it's rare, rare that I even get even looked at for an inspection, much less get pulled over for moving violations. Uh, well, back back kinda, at that time, and that was even that's kind of the way I've always felt about the whole thing. I mean, if I get a violation, it takes me ten minutes to pick up a phone and find an attorney in that location to handle it for me. I, I, I I've right. never and understood. See, I I don't like extended warranties. I I. I just don't get this concept of prepaying for something and if i don't use it the money is just gone that that's never made any sense right. to me and and look here's why 
those things were very popular. Here's why every time you buy something that costs more than about $20 anymore at Best Buy, they want to throw on some protection plan for 38 cents. They make a gazillion dollars on that stuff. And people just keep signing up and signing up and signing up and nobody realizes how much money they're spending that they'll never, ever get back. I just don't like this concept of prepaying for something that I may never get. Wait until I need it, then I'll go get it. I I still, even if somebody told me, look, I get two violations every year. Well, maybe you should figure out why you're getting two violations every year, but even then I'll still just wait till I get it and I'll go pay an attorney to deal with it for me. Right, and see, and that's exactly what, like I said, when I, well, like I said, I take one regional trip a week. I mean, I'm still driving five days a week, but I take a regional trip and I run, I run through North Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, sometimes Western Louisiana. And I run pretty much the same route all the time. If I go out here and I get a moving violation right now, guess whose fault that is? It's mine because I know the route I run. I know all the speed limits. I know what to expect. I know hey, what I'm doing. Hey, but wait, hold on a second. I just want to say, you know, all the speed limits. So does everybody driving. They put signs up for us. They, they don't make us guess what the right. speed is any place. The, the signs are all there. We Now we have GPS that'll even warn us that the speed sign's gonna, about to change. So I, again, even if I don't run a dedicated route, if I'm in a new place every, so what? That, that I shouldn't get a violation just because I, I don't know the area. Right, well, the, the point I was getting at is with me, just me by myself here. If I go out here and get a moving violation right now, like I said, it's my fault. And solely because I was not paying attention, which is, that's pretty rare for me to not. And, but like I said, there, there are instances out here, you know, in the past where it did pay for itself, but it reached a point to where it wasn't paying for itself anymore. So I got rid of it and still haven't had a problem. I haven't had a prepaid legal service now. Oh, five years, I guess. Well, here's here's something, and, here's something um, I can promise people. Whether you have prepaid legal service or not will never be the determining factor whether you were profitable as an owner-operator, ever. That will well, never, that, no, that, that is true. That would that, never be the reason somebody went out of business. It would never be the reason somebody succeeded in business. It, it, it's such a minor factor. And if I have this many violations that this is actually paying for itself, I should probably look at why I have so many violations. But it, it, to me, it, I, well, I just see, don't that, get giving a company money that they didn't earn. Right, and and see, and that's exactly what I did when I got the last violation. I said, "Am I doing something wrong here?" Well, that was one of them times. I'm sitting here. A piece of advice you gave on the radio one time about how to get comfortable with driving at slower speed. You know. You know, drive 60 this week, drive 59 the next week. Yeah, right. 58 week after. I got, to, I got to where I started doing that, and I got to the point to where I was driving five miles an hour um, either under a speed limit or slower than the truck's governor. Yeah. Uh, whichever, well, whichever was the slower one. Yeah, there you go. And that right there, yeah, and that right there um, helped, I mean, a bunch. I didn't, uh, every time I see a, every time I see a cop, He'll pull out. It's not me he's after. Right. Um, 
And and like I said, you know, t- today in today's world, you know, I mean, I've been out here now for 34 years now. And the way I look at it, if I get pulled over and I get a citation, uh, trust me, it they're justified because, I mean, they've got cameras, they've got video, they've got everything now to prove you wrong, period. Yep. And uh, hey, hey, William, I, and, hey, and hate to do it, but I just looked and the calls are starting to pile up. I asked for them and they're rolling in, so... I've got to get to him because um, I am limited today somewhat on time. We do have rolling tow. So if the calls keep coming in, I want to make sure I can get to as many as possible. Rolling tow will be coming up a little more than an hour, 10 o'clock West Coast time. Let's go to Texas. Mike, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. I hope you're having a good day today. I am. What's on your mind? Uh, Well, uh I've got an issue back in about the first week of January. I was uh, adjusting the tandems. It's one of the, the bar type. We had to pull up on the bar. Yeah. And I've been doing this about 39 years. And I don't know what happened, but I was, you know, I was kind of not wanting to move. So I kind of yanked it a little bit. And when I yanked on it, I, I guess I strained my sh- left shoulder somehow. And it's still bothering me to this day. I mean, because I just, How long I can hardly been? even raise my arm up. And I can't. Since like the first week of January. Okay, and tell me about your diet. I'm doing carnivore or carnivore-ish, we'll say. Okay. So, um, I mean, I've, where, I've been doing this diet now since what about eight years. Okay. Where is most of your meat coming from, and are you exposed to seed oils eating in restaurants or any processed foods or anything? Yeah, like that? I'm. 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 I'm, I'm I'm subjected to the seed oils and all like that. that that'll do over it. Over the driver, and so I... That, that'll do it. And I'll, I'll so tell I, you, I don't know how long you've been listening or what you remember, but uh, several times since I started eating clean, you know, nine years ago almost, uh, several times on, mm-hmm. on road trips, I've kind of, you know, slacked off a little bit and we get busy and we start eating at restaurants more often. And, and I still stick... You know, to keto carnivore, I'm not eating uh, any grains ever, not a lot of vegetables mm-hmm. anymore, mostly carnivore. Yeah. And my shoulder pain right. is one of the first that come back. My shoulder and my hip, because I, I right. broke my hip, separated my left shoulder twice. And that pain comes back. Right. And and it's it's the seed oils that'll do yeah. it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, like I said, I, I don't... I don't eat any grains. I've eaten grains in almost as long as you can. When you first start talking about it, you know, when you were back yep. on the weekends and all that. Yep. I, and and we know. Started, I mean, which, when, when we skip the grains, the pain goes away. But for me, not for everybody, right. but for me, I seem to be much more sensitive to the seed oils. And if I start getting too many of those in my diet, that pain will come back. Right. It's not, it's not a constant pain. It's just some ligament or whatever I, I strained or whatever. Yeah, no, it, so, it, it was the same with me. Know. It wasn't constant, but the pain was there and, and certain ways I moved. You know, it got bad enough once I actually gave in and took a cortisol shot because I needed some relief so I could sleep. Uh, but all it was, it, right. it was diet. There was no new injury that it was just diet. Once I got back home and, and yep. got rid of all the seed oils and, and was back to eating the meat that I canned and, and bought, the pain went away. Yeah, I mean, because well, like I, when I first started doing this and all that, all my joint pains and all that went away altogether. I haven't had any up until 
like I said, this January when I strained my shoulder. So I never had pain in my shoulder before. Yeah. Well, so it, it, I guess I'll it, just have to do do my yeah, best to get away from that. It, what'll happen is because of those seed oils, you're, you're more likely to have inflammation when you have an injury. And, and then we can't get the inflammation to go away. And that's what the pain is. Right. Okay. So, All right. Well, thanks, Kevin. I'm, you're welcome. I, He's got to work to get those, uh, get the restaurant food out of there. Let's go to Indiana. Dave, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. What's on your mind today? Oh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. I, uh, well, I'm still kind of mad at you, but I got some good news and I got some bad news. Okay. I've been listening to you for about 10 years, and if it wasn't for a friend of mine, his name's Roger Renfro, I, uh, I was actually going to start my own business, or being a truck driver, owner-operator. Okay. And uh, he talked me into listening to you. And unfortunately, he passed away a couple, or I think that was last week, unfortunately. Cancer got a hold of him. But if it wasn't for him, I would have never listened to you. But I was listening to your programs, and it, I mean, this was way back, 10 years ago. And uh, I listened to your, you know, the business side of that. And periodically, you know, you get those callers in because you weren't doing the segments like you are now. But you'd have a guy call in and, you know, something about health or whatever. And at this particular, and I, I totally understand, because like I said, I've been listening to you for 10 years. But there was one guy came on there and you had suggested a supplement to him. And the first thing that went through my mind is, up oh, there he is pushing things off onto somebody else. He's just trying to make money through a store. That was the first thought. Right. And because my wife felt, my wife did the same thing. She's like, oh, this is the pill. Oh, this is the pill. Oh, this is... No, it's not. Yeah, she lost the weight, but like you said, you know, once you get off that pill, you know, a week or two later, you know, you blow up like a balloon, and she did. Well, I was a, uh, I was an over-the-road truck driver. I'm not anymore. I'm basically LTL, which I might add, you suggested that a long time ago, and that is a well-paying the first time I've ever made a hundred thousand a year. There you go. But when I was, uh, when I was OTR in the back of my truck. I ain't lying, Kevin. I had the five-star kitchen in the back of that thing. You name it, I had it in the back. So I was actually, and this is the part that I'm mad at you, well, a little mad at you. I had mastered the art of making a loaf of bread while going down the road. Wow. Okay. And this is when that 30-minute, this is. That had to smell This is when that 30-minute. Oh, it was driving me crazy. I was <laughs> looking inside the windows, and truck drivers are looking at me like, what is that guy doing? Yeah. But. Uh, you know, that's when that 30 minute mandate came out and it worked out perfectly because it takes three hours and 10 minutes exactly to make a loaf of bread. So I would pull over, take my 30, I'd take that loaf of bread out, set it on my bunk and cruise on down the road. Yeah. So it worked out great. And, uh, well, the, uh, so then I, you know, every time you would talk about health, I always turned you off, but there was this one time and I, I'm not kidding here. I'm, God may strike me down if I'm lying, but I was getting ready to change the channel. You was on XM Radio. I was getting ready to change the channel because this guy got on there. He was so happy and so joyous or whatever because he, you know, he just felt great, yada, 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 you know, the whole story. Right. And I was getting ready to change it, and he said, it only took two weeks. And I said, whoa, what's going on here? He said, two weeks of no grains, and he felt a thousand times better. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try this. So for two weeks... All I had for, like, breakfast was bacon and eggs, and I would eat, like, 
you know, I would go, I would still go into Wendy's, but I wasn't getting, you know, your typical stuff. I'd go in there and get like a double cheeseburger plain. Right. And I would eat just the beef, not the bun. And after that two weeks, I went back and I just, I went to frick, I think it was Burger King and I just bought a Whopper fries and a, and a Coke. And that was the most horrid thing I ever ate in my life. <laughs> and I was like, you've got to be kidding me. I know. The masking, the masking that them grains do. And I was just totally floored. So then that's when I started listening to your health shows. And then that's when I think this, at this time, I think that's when you came out and said, look, I don't want nobody. I think you said you were doing the 30 days with no supplements. And then after that, you would suggest things. And then that's when it hit me. I was like, I bet that's what he did with that first guy I was talking about. Right. He was past his his time and then you were just suggesting that but then on the flip side of that i started you know that's when i got on the healthy tribe when it first came out and i was watching your ndk coffee and i'm i'm gonna tell you that that is very addicting so you was looking for another theme for a show how about ndk uh addicts yeah because that yeah, stuff I, is addicting have you since and I've you, even since you really like I've the even, NDK coffee. Have you tried the cacao reishi drink at night? No, I haven't. Uh, that that I, I'm I'm torn on which one I actually enjoy more. I mean, I I love my coffee in the morning with all the fat and the creamy butter. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. But the the cacao at night, and you can do the same thing. I tend to use heavy cream uh, in the cacao at night and a little bit of hot honey. That that drink is mm-hmm. so rich and chocolatey and decadent and ah oh, yeah I love that one too. Wow, but the uh, well see I start exactly what you was you've I think you've always said this but experimentation experimentation is the greatest thing in the world and that's not a lie but the uh, well to go back a little bit when I said I was mad at you a little bit that loaf of bread I was trying to figure a way to make the perfect loaf of bread because what I was making was perfect but I wanted it to be breakfasty. So what I was getting at is how would you put eggs in there with bacon, sausage, and cheese, and a little bit of butter in there, some maple syrup? That's what I was working on. But then after I tried your two weeks of no grains, I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I pushed all that crap aside, so I'm not even doing that anymore. And, you know, it's like I just I wish I could have, like, worked on that some more. But I know. I know that there's really no way you can make a loaf of bread. No, nope. so it's kind of upsetting, nope. uh, but you know, I I I have said that I'm a big foodie. I'd love to learn how to cook all kinds of different cuisines and techniques, and I I, I used to love, like mm-hmm. many of us, really good hearty bread with that big crunch on the crust and nice and chewy inside. Oh, yeah. I, I was getting ready to take mm-hmm. a, a pretty high level bread making course, and I had bread making machines and and yeah kind of the same thing mm-hmm. you, you gotta you know yep. get rid of all that stuff <laughs> hey hey dave um i just looked up uh, we've got a uh, a guest coming on um and then we're going to come back and get to some more calls and questions as well so if you're on the line hang on we're going to bring in our guest we've got an announcement to make and then uh then we'll get back to the calls we've got on the line uh, I'm going to bring back in John Hewlett from Cardio Miracle. John, welcome back. 
Kevin, it's great to hear your voice again. How are you doing? Good. It's it's uh, it's good to have you back on with us. It's been a while. It's been too long. Oh my gosh, we've been just so busy. It's been absolutely unbelievable, and so I'm delighted to to join you today. Yeah, it's uh, it was well, good. It, it, it's good to be busy. That's a that's a really good thing right now. Um, so what's uh, what's been new and exciting in your world? Well, you know, we continue our ongoing battle to try to help uh, help the lives of humanity as we see these things unfolding around us. It's obviously, since we last spoke, we're seeing a lot of the uh, lies and uh, deceptions and misinformation that, that we've been uh, exposed to the last three years uh, starting to unravel in front of uh, our very eyes and validating what many of, us have, many of us have been saying all along is that um, this last three years seems to be a nefarious plot of some sort that has uh, designed to harm humanity in a lot of ways and and profit a select few and um and it's been um you know we're now seeing some congressional hearings being uh held with some pretty strong statements from doctors and scientists on talking about the source of of what we got exposed to three years ago and over the last period of time and then also the uh, the many challenges we have from the treatment and protocols of what's been going on. And so, and now, uh, adding to the mix is this uh, horrific uh, accident or situation in Ohio, which is now adding environmental toxicity to go along with everything else that's going on. Um, it, it's like we're being assaulted on every every angle and and because of our situ- unique situation with uh, having, you know, I developed Cardio Miracle primarily for cardiovascular health, and uh, I believe that had an impact on peripheral artery disease and inflammation of uh, the immune system, et cetera. But my, oh, my, I had no idea that we would be right at the forefront of the fight against um, the spike protein, uh, the protocols, and everything else. So now, uh, with these dioxins being released into the atmosphere, and, you know, many of your drivers and associates are are working that eastern part of the country, and uh, the impact of this environmental pollution is uh, horrific for the immune system. And primarily is targeting uh, similar aspects of, of what uh, we felt the uh, the virus or spike protein or bioweapon that was released before uh, is responsible for. And, and then, of course, the protocol, which has a lot of spike protein issues in it as well. So all of these things are attacking our pulmonary and our cardiovascular system in uh, numerous ways. Yeah, um, it, it sure is. You know, it's uh, the news. The, the the truth is is finally starting to come out. I'm glad to see that, although it still seems to be taking way too long. And there's still an awful lot of people that just don't want to believe uh, what the truth is. You know, I, I, I feel so bad for those people in East Palestine. I am very familiar with that area. I've told the story a lot. Um that area, when when I was driving truck, my first, it was my second year of driving, that was my area. I was in East Palestine every week. I was in that whole area every day. Oh, my. And 
Wow. As bad as I feel for the people that are there, I, I have to feel pretty fortunate. We sold a house that was about 13 miles away from where the derailment was just a couple of years ago. And we sold a condo there just this time last year. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I have no idea. But uh, your heart just goes out for these people. This is their it's home. It's awful. And they're surrounded by this horrific situation. I can't even, I can't even fathom. I watch it. And then, you know, when, when it isn't impacting your life, just like, when you have a hurricane or an earthquake or, or a, you know, a raging fire that's burning all the houses around, you, you just kind of detach yourself from yeah. the human reality and suffering that goes on. And, but, oh my gosh, this is, this is, these are just very, very challenging times. And, uh, we're, you know, we're trying to do our best to get information to people that, that they need to support their immune response. They need to be able to protect their, uh, capillaries and arteries and blood flow from being tainted with these toxins. And, and seriously, Kevin, nitric oxide as delivered by our product is the most viable answer. I, I mean, I'm not trying to sell it. No, I, anyone. I, I'm just saying, just do the research and nitric oxide is at the forefront of helping dioxin and it's at the forefront of, of helping to heal damage from spike proteins. It is what it is. You know, we are we are very, very happy with all of our nutritional recommendations right now. It, it, uh, it Call it fortunate or, or whatever, but it, just like you just said, all the things we've been doing just to be healthier and because we knew they were good uh, have really set people up to be able to handle this better. But it, it's gotten bad enough now that I, I just kind of announced over the last couple of days when I finish up all the projects I've got in the works right now, my next big protocol is going to be a, a regular detox routine. We've never recommended that before. No. The, the body's pretty good at detoxing itself when you give it the right nutrition and detox can get a little tricky if, you, you know, if you're not careful with it. But I'm to the point now where I, I don't think that just having good nutrition is going to be enough. I think we're going to have to do uh, some regular detox. It, and we're looking at two two modalities. One we already recommend, the infrared sauna. We sell the blanket right in our store. You can take it in the truck with you. That is an excellent, safe form of detox. Uh, and the other one is a new product we just brought in last week and already sold out on it. Um, we work with a company called Enviromedica. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them or not. No, excellent, no. excellent like company. Yeah, um, big on probiotics, soil-based probiotics, and some other things. Um, but they make a a bentonite clay, and the clay is mm. in a, a really super fine powder. It's so fine that it, it's I the the word is hydrophobic. It it repels water. The powder is so fine; it's hard to get <laughs> the powder wet. You know, you, you try to put water on this powder and it repels and it won't absorb. You actually have to put it into a blender and then you pour the blender into your bath water. But this clay is magnetic and it, it pulls the heavy metals and other toxins right out through your sweat glands in a hot bath. Then I, I'm very familiar with uh, um, Montmorillonite and bentonite clay right. and their detoxing abilities and things. And uh, I actually met an interesting character a number of years ago who 
used to bring out Montmorillonite clay out of the hills on the California Nevada border by by hand in five pounds wow. in five gallon buckets. Wow! And uh, believe believe that it had you know uh, thousands of years of, of properties uh, in that clay, and I've used it a number of times. I actually used to use it in my my uh, jacuzzi, my spa. Oh yeah! Instead of chlorine, and it. And it was amazing. It worked fantastic. And I've, I've used it to draw out uh, various toxicity. So I'm, I'm all for the, the uh, bentonite, uh, montmorillonite clay detox situation. And one of the things that we may have talked about, Kevin, um, last fall is the, our, our research paper in Frontiers in Nutrition talked about Cardio Miracle's specific impact on autophagy. And autophagy is the the cell cleaning itself out, essentially, the, the process of discarding the waste product in the cell. Well, the study said that Cardio Miracle, specifically with all of its ingredients, facilitated autophagy, facilitated the cell recycling the garbage in the cell or the uh, waste product in the cell back into glucose or energy and facilitated the intermittent fasting process. So, you know, why my question to the scientists was, well, will taking Cardio Miracle interrupt my intermittent fasting? And said, absolutely not. It actually makes it better. It facilitates, it makes the detox or the fasting aspect more efficacious or uh, more effective. So that's another interesting aspect, that, that, uh, along with your idea of a more regular detox, which I think has some very, very significant health benefits. The infrared sauna, we have one. It's fantastic. Uh, and, and then if you're uh, doing the intermittent fasting, I think that is going to add a, a, a really good element. And then if you decide to supplement that with Cardio Miracle for the autoimmune benefits, the vitamin D, benefits, the uh, immune support, the pulmonary support, the clarity, et cetera, and then do everything you can to wean yourself off of excess caffeine, which kind of defeats all of those purposes of that. Um, I think people would be extremely well served from trying to deal with all of these challenges that they're facing. I agree. I agree. And it doesn't look like it's going to slow down. Uh, hey, we, you, you've got a, uh, a an announcement to make today about Cardio Miracle, correct? Well, we do have an announcement. I, I, I guess uh, my, my son, Josh, who works with uh, Lisa, probably uh, mentioned to her, um, you know, the, the thing that's interesting is we've, I've been working for, you know, for a couple of years in the biggest challenge in having 53 ingredients is uh, taste and having it be palatable. You can make stuff that's really good for you, but no one will take it or drink it because it tastes so bad. Right. And so we've really, really worked hard on the profile, and it's called the sweetening profile. And it literally, I mean, if you if you take all of the good for you ingredients and put them together, you know, I, I call it. It would be. It would taste like a. Uh, a dead raccoon float <laughs> right. and it wouldn't taste very good or, <laughs> yeah. smoo- or a smoothie. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and we happen to be fortunate that we have some of that good Oregon organic fruits and vegetables from uh, the people up in the, the gorge there by you. Yeah. And we bring in organic beets, carrots, uh, raspberries, uh, blueberries, coconut water, etc. 
of course, the coconuts aren't grown there, but the organic, the organic fruits and vegetables are a very, very important part of our uh, antioxidants and our vitamin C delivery. We have acerola, cherry organic. All of those things add to the many beneficial buffering event, uh, ingredients of Cardio Miracle. And then we had to have uh, natural flavors. We just had to have them. And the natural flavors are, you know, a little bit of... Uh, blackberry and, and some things to try to give uh, some body and some taste to all these ingredients. And, um, and ironically, through the years, I would ask uh, the manufacturers and the providers, they said, um, you know, are organic flavors better than natural flavors? And they said, well, they're kind of overrated because the organic flavors are organic, but they have no flavor. <laughs> but they have very little they have very they have very little flavor. Right. So you're paying a lot for something that doesn't help the flavor. And I said, Well that's a problem. I it's because we need to work on the flavor. And so we had to reluctantly bring in natural flavors, which are all from a natural source, but they're highly processed in the process of distilling down to have some flavor uh in a concentrate. So Ironically, in the last six months, uh, there, you know, in the last year or so, I guess there's been some progress in organic flavors, uh, them being able to maintain some flavor. And so uh, we had wanted to have organic flavors, if possible. And, uh, and so we were able to now find sources of organic flavors that have enough flavor to be worth the money. And the price has come down a little bit uh, in order to be able to put it into our very complex, you know, we have 53 ingredients. Most, most nitric oxide supplements have 12 or a capsule has two. Right. And so we have a very complex formula, as you know, and that's why you uh, recommend it. But um, so we had the flavoring thing. And the other thing that we had is that I spent an enormous amount of time vacillating on uh, organic stevia, stevia root, stevia leaf. Um, uh, the originally when we started Cardio Miracle nine and a half years ago, we had a cane sugar. Uh, I wanted a, actually like an organic cane sugar uh, and then a stevia because the cane sugar tasted better. And some people wanted something that tasted better than the aftertaste of, of stevia. I Within a year or so, I decided to move away from the cane sugar and then move strictly into erythritol, which I had researched out and all of the data and all the science had said that erythritol was the best of the sugar alcohol uh, sweeteners out of uh, xylitol and, and you know, um, there's, there's about four or five of them that were in that um, situation. My, uh, my, my original product that I, I used to sell, I didn't develop, had uh, xylitol in it and that created uh, you know, a, a situation worse than death for some people right. in that about 20% right. of people got di got diarrhea. We, we, and so, we call we that, just, we actually have a term for that. We call it disaster pants. Disaster pants. Exactly. So, so, you know, years ago, and I have to laugh about it now, but 15 years ago when I started in this nitric oxide world, I would have people who'd call me up and say, John, I, I love the idea of the nitric oxide. I love this product. But I'm I'm crapping in my pants yeah. all the time. <laughs> I'm in a tough time with the xylitol. So I thought, oh my gosh. So so we avoided xylitol, obviously, for the last nine years with the Cardio Miracle formula. 
and settled upon erythritol because erythritol tasted much like sugar, but it had a low glycemic index, meaning it was safe for diabetics and it was safe for people who were trying to avoid sugar and trying to cut their calories and those types of things. So we, we settled on that. And, and yet in the process, I've looked at multiple new developments and ingredients and things that, that I thought that we could at some point replace because it took a couple of grams of erythritol in order to add enough flavor to the natural fruits and vegetables and to the natural flavors to get our profile, which is now about 95% successful. Most people think Cardio Miracle tastes great. There's a handful that say, eh, don't think it tastes great, but you can't please everyone. So I, I'm, I'm happy to be over 90%. So, yeah. so little did I know, little did I know, I w- I've been working on this now for nine months and finally had determined in about November. Now, you got to understand the manufacturing process is generally a three to six month uh, situation because you've got to source your ingredients. You've got to vet your suppliers. And we're bringing in 53 ingredients from all over the world. And so there's a certain amount of complexity and you've also got your, your not only quality controls, but you've got to make sure your quantity so you don't run out. And our sales are going through the roof. And so juggling our inventory and packaging and all these things, we've had, you know, we used to talk to you and I six months ago about the shipping problem in Long Beach that was going right. on with a bunch of ships sitting out there that couldn't deliver their goods. And so, I mean, our manufacturer has a big challenge dealing with lids and labels and ingredients and whatever, shipping, uh, delays, fuel prices, charge surcharges, you name it. And then we had, of course, you know, a strange thing the last three years, this fake pandemic that put a lot of people out of work. Uh, plants were shut down. I mean, the, the manufacturers were having to all run around in masks and have to screen everybody and take people's temperatures. And I mean, there was all kinds of things that had complicated the manufacturing process and not to say fuel prices, inflation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The last few years have been a circus for the anyone in the supply chain or anyone trying to deliver finished goods, as most people know, with the shortages they've seen in various things and things that used to take. I mean, it used to take you six months to get a refrigerator. Now you can get one tomorrow because all of those ships finally got unloaded and uh, most of the warehouses and everything are full of stuff. And of course we have inflation. So back to the erythritol story. So I had made a decision with my chemist and my manufacturer that I wanted to, they came when I was asking them about some of these options, they said, well, uh, monk fruit, which is a, has always been a very highly preferred natural source along with stevia, uh, of sweetener, the, the monk fruit uh, has finally come down in price. Uh, and there's, there's monk fruit available, but with this type of stevia is going to give us, give you the flavoring profile that you're interested in along with the organic flavors. And I said, great. I said, and then I said, now if we transition uh, some larger quantities, because I've always been customer oriented to give our customers the best price, the best value that we possibly can, that we are going to transition to pouches. Because pouches are a little more environmentally friendly. Um, canisters are a little more bulky. Uh, canisters 
have a little, you know, take up more space for shipping. Pouches are less money. And so I said, if we get a great pouch that, you know, isn't going to, you know, tear and shipping and uh, we'll give people what we need, we'll figure out the other delivery systems. So we were able to potentially save enough. And this is kind of shocking, really. But we were able to save enough through that projection of transitioning the majority of our uh, product to pouches to pay for the increased price of the monk fruit and the organic flavors. And Excellent. so without having to price it. There, we haven't had a price increase, Kevin, in three and a half years. Yeah, we... we who else? Who, what other product in the world... <laughs> yeah, I know. We, we ...has not gone up in price? We deal with a lot of different vendors, so we're we're trying to hold our prices steady. But when the vendor raises the price, it makes it really, really difficult. I, I can control you know, my cost inside my own building, but my material cost, if they go up... There's just not a whole lot I can do. Right. And we we, we have not exactly. raised prices, yeah. but I'm not sure how much longer we can do it either. You know, it's interesting. I, I want to well, talk about the whole yeah. sweetener thing because this has been an, an issue for us forever. People ask us about these sweeteners. It is very confusing. And the media recently, yes. I've noticed, has started doing something that makes just it even more confusing. They The media has yeah. been referring to all non-caloric sweeteners as artificial. And that's absolutely not true. We have multiple categories of sweeteners and I try to help people understand. We have natural caloric sweeteners. They're natural, they have calories. Things like honey, maple syrup, maple sugar, coconut sugar, coconut nectar. Um, We recommend a lot of those sweeteners for people who are metabolically healthy. If you've done the work and you're metabolically healthy, you can handle some of those sweeteners. And some of them have, honey has incredible health benefits. Maple syrup and sugar are loaded with good mineral content. Coconut sugar is almost off the charts on mineral content. So if you can handle a Uh little of those in your diet, that's what we recommend using. Now we go to the, there really are no artificial caloric sweeteners. That that wouldn't make sense. They they make artificial sweeteners so that they have no calories. That was the whole point of them. So you have caloric sweeteners that are natural. That's our preference. If you're metabolically healthy and you want something sweet, you should be using those. If you are not metabolically healthy and you're looking for something sweet, we recommend several non-caloric natural sweeteners. So they either don't have any calories or very little or our body can't digest them so that they're they're they can't we can't absorb the calories even though they're there and sugar alcohols fall into that. Anything that ends in TOL. Exactly. Erythritol, xylitol, yep. mannitol, sorbitol. Sorbitol, right. 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 Those yeah. are all sugar alcohols that you can't absorb the calories that are in them because we can't digest them. But that's also why they can cause digestive issues. So, and some of them are worse right. than others. So those, right. you know, we, we consider the natural caloric sweeteners as actually they can be health inducing used properly. They have benefits. We consider the non-caloric natural sweeteners neutral. There's nothing, nothing about these adds yeah. to your health in any way, but there's really not much right. in there. There really isn't anything that takes away from your health either. 
especially because we use these things in such small amounts that that they're they're right. just kind of neutral. So if you want something sweet, okay. you can't handle any calories right now, then probably go with these. The third category, the right. true artificial sweeteners, sucralose, the, you know, you've got the yellow. Aspartame. The, yeah, you've Aspartame. got the yellow, the blue, yeah. and the pink at the table, right? They're all toxic poisons. Stay away from all of that garbage. It is so bad. Right. It shouldn't even be on the market. So we, we do try to Saccharin, help people understand right. that. Right. Now, all of a sudden, we have another issue with sweeteners. And before we talk about what just happened this week with, with one of our, you know, natural non-caloric yeah. sweeteners. Right. Sugar alcohol. Yeah. We also have to set something up here. In the last several months, I've been collecting these headlines and articles. I'm up over 30 now of all wow. sorts of new things that seem to be causing blood clots and and uh, cardio issues. Just out of the blue, wow, everything Kevin, now I, seems I'm, to. Yeah. I'm so, I am so impressed. I, let me tell you, I am so impressed with your research and that you are ahead of this curve because that's the first thing i said when i saw this new article i thought oh my gosh the cover-up continues for trying to explain the fact that died suddenly without a cause has been has raised our yes. mortality rates in, in yeah, insurance by over 40 percent it's yeah. so obvious. I have a headline that, that claims gardening it leads to increased risk of blood clots and cardiovascular wow. issues. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Eggs. Eggs. Eggs are now right. public enemy number one right. after they're yeah. killing all the chickens. Too. Yeah. Yeah, please, so, you know, please send me your list. I would love to see those headlines because you are right on the money. Let me just say to this, the Let's Truck audience, you are so fortunate to have Kevin Rutherford and Lisa at the forefront as a watchdog for this country, for your health, for your well-being of running your business because he is right on the money. And let me tell you, he is way ahead. There's only a handful of us out there that are seeing this deception as it unfolds, just like this situation in Ohio, which has actually perhaps a deeper, uh, more sinister plot to it than just trying to poison the people in Ohio. But there are so many unbelievable things happening. And Kevin, you are right on the money because I know that, I mean, imagine you're a poor diabetic or you're a person who's been, I mean, erythritol, for example, is in thousands and thousands and thousands of, of great products that right. have given a low glycemic, non-caloric benefit for people to enjoy certain foods and desserts and things. You know, whether you should ha take them or not, they're certainly far better than, than what most diabetics have had. And yet right. it's like we're looking at a daily smear campaign of anything else they can add to the blood clot, heart inflammation, myocarditis book, book claim yeah. that just happened to come out of the blue in the last 24 months. You, you know what kind of surprised me? 
I follow a lot of practitioners in the natural health world. You know a lot of them because many of them promote your product. It, it, Cardio Miracle is big into right. the, you know, the functional and, and natural health world. So you know a lot of these people. I am shocked at how many of them started tweeting out that article and telling people not to use erythritol. Come on, guys. Uh, It's unbelievable. These these are the same people who have been saying for years they lied to us about cholesterol. They were wrong. They lied to us about fat. They were wrong. They lied to us about saturated fat. They were wrong. They lied to us about salt. They were wrong. They lied to us about grass-fed beef. They were wrong. We go through this whole list. They lied to us about healthy whole grains. They were wrong. We, we all stand there and say, look, they were wrong. You can't believe them. And then for some reason, a couple of handful of them just, just took this at face value and believed it and started exactly. telling people. What, what the hell were you exactly. guys thinking? You don't want to question this? Did anybody go look to see whose study this was? Are there conflicts of interest in this study? It's the same old garbage. Exactly. Why, why did these people jump exactly. on board like... Without even taking a... Because we've become, we've become a media, we've become a media-driven propaganda circuit in this world. And, and, you know, most people didn't even read the study or read even the rest of the article. Correct. I know. This came, this, this has, this was giving sick people already, comorbidity people, 30 grams. (laughs) <laughs> of erythritol with right. nothing else, right. 30 grams. Which, well, if you give any rat or any mouse or any person who has a problem too much of anything, they're going to develop a problem. That's just common we, sense. You know, I tell the story all the time. You know, there's a there's kind of a phrase we use in in the natural health world, whether it's food or supplements or whatever we're talking about or toxic exposures, we use a phrase called the dose is the poison. That there are times when something that is extremely beneficial can become extremely toxic if we overdo it. And and the example I'd like to give is water. There is there are there's a, a phenomenon with primarily ultra marathoners and, and athletes and, and people who do extreme sports where they can overhydrate and it can kill them. It washes out so many minerals and our heart needs minerals to function that our heart stops because yep. we wash out all the minerals by overhydrating. There's a story if people want to go look it up. Remember when Nintendo, I think it's Nintendo, brought out the Wii, the game console called the Wii? Yeah, w- I remember the Wii. Yeah. There, yeah. there was a radio mm-hmm. station in California. They did a big promotion for the Wii, and they had contestants come on, and they were playing the video game Wii, and they had to keep drinking water without going to the bathroom because it's a Wii they were, it was a play on words and it was a contest to see who could last longer. Somebody died. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you're right. Wow. The, the, well, you most are of the right. people no, that were right. just tweeting right. and repeating this article about erythritol didn't even bother to open it up and read it. The amounts were incredible. The only thing you're going to get from that much erythritol is disaster pants. 
because erythritol in high amounts will do that. All of the sugar alcohols in the wrong amounts will disrupt your digestion. Erythritol is is one of the least likely. It's one of the more mild. And in the proper, um, here's the other thing. 30 grams of erythritol, my God, that's sickeningly sweet. Well, it's ridiculous, and no person would consume that. No. Cardio Miracle, Cardio Miracle, to be transparent, has three grams. Three. Three. One Not 30, it has three. Right. But it also has 50 other buffering ingredients that help the viscosity of the blood. Correct. That help the nitric oxide repairs any damage to the endothelial lining or anything even attached to the damage that they claim that this article happened with these already compromised people's health from taking that many grams. That would be the equivalent of me coming out with a study tomorrow, Kevin, saying we just gave people 750 grams of caffeine. Yeah. And they had a heart attack. <laughs> exactly. Right. That's like you, you're right. drinking. They drink. They, they drink the equivalent of 10 Coca-Colas or 10 Dr. Peppers at one time. Yeah. At one time. Right. All of that caffeine. Well, of yeah. course, they're going to have a heart problem if they yeah. do that. So the the ratio is ridiculous. The Australia. Now, I'm not discounting that. I'm not saying that erythritol is perfect. I've never no. thought it was perfect. Correct. It was the best I, alternative I could find as opposed to having to put 10 grams of cane sugar in something, which would have had all of my diabetics, all of my endocrinologists, all of my cardiologists saying, hey, this stuff's terrible. And and the other challenge, so, so just back to our story, ironically, or through inspiration or whatever, I started making the transition of finding I've been looking for alternatives for seven years because I prefer, uh, you have to sometimes do good, better, best. Right. And I was trying to deal with better, which I felt that sugar alcohols were better because you got the flavor of sugar without the glycemic problems for my diabetics and my borderline diabetics and others with with heart issues with that, that erythritol or a sugar alcohol would provide. That's and something that would give you some sweetness against the the um, raccoon float ingredients that people wouldn't actually tolerate taking. People say, well, why don't you just put it in a capsule? It would take 40 capsules twice a day to get the ingredients of Cardio Miracle into your system, and they don't become as absorbable as becoming a liquid in a powder. So there's a reason why we're not in a capsule. It would take too many capsules. We have too I, many good things. It, but I've, I've told the good, that story. The good news times. is is that I <laughs> that I made that I made the decision in November to move to this new monk fruit and organic stevia situation. And the monk fruit was not gonna have any erythritol in it. Some it, monk fruit does have erythritol. It, Ours does not. And yeah, so we had made that decision. In my opinion Um, because we talk about this a lot. I've studied all the sweeteners a lot. When you are going with a a non-glycemic sweetener, which is exactly what you want in this product, um, that is the best combination I believe that exists. Monk fruit and stevia for flavor 
to, to try to right. get away from some of those aftertastes that some people are sensitive to. Uh, right. That is the, the exactly. best combination and all That's the best the products on the market. The That's what they use. But yeah. it is expensive and hard to source. It was it was so expensive and the sourcing was limited until right. this last year or two. And now, obviously, since the market is there, the market has driven that. So I made the decision and I thought, now, how can I do this financially? Because we already have the smallest margin of any product like yeah. ours <laughs> because we have so many good things in it. Exactly. And so how can I do this? Well, the solution came by transitioning to a more environmentally friendly, even though I think most of the environmental movement is nonsense. Uh, something that took up less space, like a pouch, yeah, uh, oh. as opposed to a canister. And so we we're trying to make a multifaceted good decision. And then, even though our costs went up slightly, our sales and volume and our consistent uh, retained customers have been so fantastic that our that we're being more profitable because of our volume. I decided to keep the price the same. Excellent. Keep the price the same, improve the natural flavor into organic flavor and to improve the sweetener from erythritol to monk fruit and organic stevia in a combination. And the flavor is going to be as fan, as, is improving and it's fantastic. Now, ironically, ironically, we were supposed to have our, uh, our first shipment of the new flavoring and the new upgraded formula. Uh, at the end of this month, the end of March. And uh, with our uh, our business in January and February have been off the charts as, since November. I mean, everything's going up. We're just, because everyone's finding out that Cardio Miracle is the solution to many of these problems and having such great success. So I called the manufacturer and I said, hey, we got to change the label. We've got to get this process faster. We can't wait for the pouches to be printed. We need to get this upgraded into this next batch that we're, we're uh, firing up to get delivered, these thousands and thousands of units. And he goes, okay, that's fine. He called me back. He says, John, I have to admit I've made a mistake. He said, I said, what's that? He says, well, it's actually a really good mistake. He says, my manufacturer's already blended the new formula. Oh, wow. Uh, in advance, I thought it, I thought it was going to be the end of the month. Yeah. He says, they already blended it on this emergency batch, he says, so now we just have to wait for the new labels to come. Oh, good. Good. Okay. (laughs) And the new labels will be done. The new labels are done tomorrow. Uh, And then they will go on the new canisters blended Monday. And so everything shipped. Now we still have our existing product from Amazon and, and from the stuff that like that, that that you have. Again, let me just say this. There is this erythritol thing is going to prove to be nonsense, it just is. like it is cholesterol yeah. myth and eggs and everything else. So people don't don't have one one minutes of concern about erythritol in your cardio miracle. And look, I, I, and I think my listeners know no this. I, I'm not just ignoring it completely out of hand. 
I, I'm 99% well, exactly. sure it's total garbage. The timing is wrong. The testing was wrong. Everything about it is fishy. The dosing's ridiculous. Yeah, but yeah, I, the I'll keep an eye on this. If, if there's any real truth, yeah, people, people will do some digging. And if there's any real truth, I'll come back and say, hey, look, there maybe there is some evidence. I don't think there's going to be. And again, we're talking about such yeah. tiny amounts. Um, it's not something I'm going to get too crazy about. Well, one, hey, one, hey John, real, real one quick. Um, one, I, oh, go ahead. I, I gotta, yeah. I gotta move along. Um, I just looked at the clock. We've okay. got another show Great. coming up in a little bit, and I've got to knock out some calls here. <laughs> Great. Let's. Well, uh, glad let, to. Let's get you back soon. Moving. We'll do it. Love to do it. Enjoy it. And thanks. Congratulations, Kevin, on being at the forefront of of most everything, and and God bless our truckers throughout the country. But get your nitric oxide going to support your immune system. If you're uh, dealing with these environmental toxins, it'll help you there in you any go. way possible. Great stuff. Take care, John. We'll Thanks. we'll talk to you okay. again real soon. Let's uh, let's go to Georgia. Jocks, welcome to the program. Hey, uh, our guest. Um, I don't know. It was several months ago. I had a question about. He said you're not supposed to drink it with. Uh, protein and I was putting it in my uh, bone broth in the morning and I never I always came in never quite heard the whole conversation so I just sent him a message you know and I figured I'll get one a few days and I laid down I put my phone down in my bunk and I heard ding ding and I was like what in the world and he sent me about four huge articles (laughs) on why and I'm like what you know that, that and like I said, it's probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. And I'm like, man, that's a pretty impressive. So, but Good. Um, Good. anyway, uh, and I, I actually called on the uh, insurance scam, whatever. But so the reason I bought it, I'd got a ticket in North Carolina and I was walking through and there was this girl with big tits and had about four <laughs> buttons open. And she goes, would you like to buy this? You know, and I'm like, sure. Yep. <laughs> and, that's exactly uh, how they marketed it. It. <laughs> it. it was. I'm just I know. honest. I, know. I mean, huge. No, you're right. And, you're you know, right. I mean, cleavage for miles. Yep. So, yep. But anyway, so um, I got a ticket, another ticket here, not, you know, long after. And the guy never showed the lawyer. No way. Never showed oh, to my court. That yep. would really. It was actually piss in Ohio. Jeez. The only reason I wasn't put in jail and my license wasn't suspended is because it was the week of Christmas, and I called him that afternoon because I hadn't heard nothing. Yeah. And the lady's like, "You missed your appointment." I'm like, "Excuse oh, me." Oh man. And I said, "Look, I said I've got a lawyer was supposed to be there." Right. She's like, well, it was Christmas week, and the judge was actually gone, so we didn't have, and I'm like, what do I need to do? And so then I called him back, and they got another lawyer that did one of those things, like said so he took care of it with a some fire extinguisher or some stupid something, pay a $50 fire. Right. So, well, it was actually paid then, but I cut it off. But See, yeah, it, that stuff, it, worthless. It, exactly. <laughs> so. hey, you know, a, a story to go along with your, your cleavage story there, Um Louisville Truck Show's coming up. This will be the first time in 31 or 32 years that I won't be there. Uh, on a year they had it, obviously, mm. the years that it got skipped mm. for whatever reason, I wasn't there. But this will be the first time that the show's going on and I won't be there in like 31 or 32 years. One year we were there, we've been in the same corner of the show for a long time. And when I say we, we would get as many of our vendors and partners together 
that, you know, and we'd all be in the same area. So people would come to the show and they'd be able to see a lot of the stuff we always talk about right there. But we're kind of in this weird little corner where it transitions from one building to another and all the traffic flows right through a couple doors right there. And it's right by where, so it, it's always just crowded right there and you can't move. And um, we get a lot of traffic anyway, so that made it worse. And then one year, somebody right across the aisle from all of us decided to bring in like 10 Hooters girls for to, oh, you could not move. In wow. that. It was awful. You couldn't move in that corner of the building. Yeah. Yeah. And no wings. <laughs> exactly. And no wings. You're right. Where's the, where's the wings and the beer? That's what I'm looking for. Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to keep a conversation when you got something like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and of course they're taking pictures with everybody, so that's starting to back oh, things yeah. up. But oh yeah, yeah, what a disaster! Yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'll get off here so you can get some others. But yeah, great. And like I said, cardio miracle. I try to do one in the morning, one at night. I mean, it's you know, it's great. I and, um, all the products. I, I still got stuff. I need to order some stuff Friday tomorrow. So oh, good. Anyway, good. love you guys. Uh, I'll let you get it. All right, bye. Thank you. Appreciate the support. We really do. Let's go to Wisconsin. Sarah, welcome to the program. Hey, hey, Sarah. Yeah. I I, I know what you're calling what? for, and I, I'm going to have to give you a little bit of a hard time here. Okay. What one of the most notorious people that was kicked off of Twitter. Uh, he was on the president's dirty dozen for spreading the most misinformation and disinformation. And just up until a couple of days ago, a couple of days ago, I tried to post something from him and I still, they wouldn't allow it on Twitter because of the link. So who I'm talking about is Dr. Mercola. He's back on Twitter today. So the most, one of the most notorious people to get kicked off of Twitter for this stuff is back on and somehow you managed to get yourself banned. What have you been doing? Permanent. Permanently. I, 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 <laughs> I, I retweeted one tweet and, and it was for Grow Forage Cook. Just how, uh, what's a forage in the winter time? And then I like you and a bunch of other people, doctors and stuff like that. And I was following them. And now it says I'm following zero people and I'm not allowed to do anything but read. And they say, but I go to the following and then it says you're permanently suspended and you should follow these people. And it shows me Biden and all these other people. I'm like, okay. so. So here's here's the funny thing. Um, I really do believe Elon is trying. This is how bad yeah. the algorithm was. They're still trying to find all the problems in the code. I really believe that that he's doing everything he can to get people reinstated, to get counts, accounts back up and running. But there's still stuff like this going on. Even that page where it says, it says, if you believe we have made an error, um, please appeal. You, you click the appeal and it says, sorry, page not found. <laughs> yeah, I know. I hate to laugh, but the whole Twitter thing is, is just kind of funny. And I, seriously, Elon is very, very active on there every day. And some of his responses and some of his tweets are just hilarious. And it's, it's making people crazy. But the algorithm is nowhere near fixed yet. Right. I, yeah. 
I don't know. I, maybe I think maybe the, the first. I, I think it's kind of funny that you were bad enough that you got permanently banned. Yeah. The person who carefully reviewed my account didn't <laughs> like my one retweet about foraging <laughs> up in the wintertime. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Uh, anyway, I'm excited about the, the news of the cardio miracle. I like the, the pouch idea better than the containers. Um, I, Take a, yeah, not be so bulky, I, I think. I, I wasn't going to mention it to, to John, but uh, I'm a little disappointed that we're moving away from the containers. And it's a very selfish reason. Oh, yeah. So Why? Well, so the manufacturing process, you know, just, there's just stuff you have to deal with. Every now and then, and, and it happens fairly often, and these are big tubs. You know, there's like 90 servings in there. But occasionally there right. you'd get a little breach in the seal and we would see powder on the outside of the container. And as soon as we open a package, if there's any powder, those get set aside. And, you know, we contacted them and say, hey, we have these. There's a little bit of powder on them. We're, we're not going to sell these. And they would say, well, we'll just uh -huh. keep them and we'll replace them. So for the most part, you know, the employees and myself, we kind of get our cardio miracle at no cost because we take those damaged products. Well, now that they're moving to the oh, right. pouch, that isn't going to happen anymore. Well, you can't say it's never going to happen. Probably, but the I, the pouch is, is, the odds of a pouch leaking really pretty slim. So I think that's another big advantage to this, where those tubs, it, it, was, it was regular enough that, you know, we had a lot of damaged containers around. You know, anyway, it's not even an obvious leak. It, it's just that if there was dust on it, we knew it leaked at some point. Even if we can't see it now, you know, we could probably wipe them off and sell them. But we don't. You know, we we do care about quality and quality control. So, uh, I, the 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 pouch is a good idea. Yes, as you might be able to hear, I need to take Duke for a walk. We're trading, heading heading on our way to Virginia. That there you Getting go. Out of the frozen tundra. Yeah. I'm I'm we're heading to California tomorrow, but I'm not sure we're getting out of the bad weather. I think it's snowing down there. Yes. I heard there was about three feet of snow in the mountains outside San Diego, where uh, Vic's daughters live. Wow. Crazy. Uh, but we might see it in LA. We're Who knows? headed that way. All after right. We're uh we're we're staying just I think we're just the little northeast of Anaheim, we're out in the hills, a place called Tribuca Canyon. I've never heard of it before, but we found a house out there. So that's where we'll be. Nice. Nice. Safe travels. Maybe we'll see you down there. All right. Thanks for the call. Good stuff. All right. We are going to wrap this up, uh, and then we will be back in uh, less than 10 minutes with Rolling Toe. So stick around for that. They will be launching right at 10 o'clock Pacific time. Uh, tomorrow is a recorded show. I will be back live from the road on Monday. Uh, I am, as soon as I we get through rolling toe here, uh, I have got a new piece of equipment that I'm really hoping I can get to work before tomorrow for the mobile because I don't want to drag all my equipment with me. So that's my project for the rest of the day. And uh, we'll see you back here live on Monday. Be safe, be profitable, be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey.